welcome back to What Keeps the Fires Burning, a podcast dedicated to the experiences, memories, and lessons learned at Camp Nevagaman. I'm one of your hosts, Nelson Mendels, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Eberhard. You want to say hi? Hi, everyone. How you doing, Nelson? Uh, I'm doing pretty swell. How are you doing, Adam? I'm good. I'm doing well. It's good well, to hear. Yeah, we got, we got a good episode lined up for you guys. I, think I know so. our, I know this guest pretty well. Known him for sixteen years. Sixteen years now. Yeah. Who, who could it be? Who could uh, it be? My father. Wow. Jeff Eberhard. Jeff Eberhard. Former camper and counselor. Um, got a good episode coming up. Mhm. It's awesome. But before we get into it, gotta say yeah. this: be on the lookout from a, for a message from us about the Camden Baggins Scholarship Fund. We've been in touch with them. And, you know, we got something, we got a little, maybe a little video planned. Yeah. Coming out soon. Hopefully we'll get that out pretty soon. We got to just, you know, get things uh, working. But, yeah, be on the lookout for that. And, you know, I I can't speak for Adam because it's his father. But, you know, I think his father's a pretty cool guy. I think it was a very good episode. Very fun to listen to. And, yeah, yeah let's get, get into, into it. it. Okay, we're here. We got we got our special special guest. Very special. My father Jeff Everhard. You want to say hi? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. How have you been? I've been great. I've been great. Uh, looking forward to the holidays a little, and hopefully things will start opening up in the early 2021. But we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, thank you for coming on. You know. Um, uh-huh. I'm sure you've heard all, all about the podcast with I'm, a, I'm an active listener I, I, I love the pods I, I listen to them and you guys are doing a great job so I've been begging to come on for a couple weeks now <laughs> yeah well he's been begging but then I told him he was finally going to come on and he's been stressing about it the past week I, I have a lot to live up to <laughs> you, guys, you guys do a great job and the guests do a great job so I want to pull my weight here yeah um well we're very excited to have you on and you know we like to normally start this off with all of our guests asking like you know what's your story when it comes to going to camp nabagman how did you find out about it and what was your camper career like you want to just give us the rundown yeah sure so um i came to camp for the first time this summer after sixth grade um so before then i had i had gone to a jewish camp in texas where i'm from for a couple years and I, I liked it, but it was, um, you know, it was a co-ed camp. There were, you know, full bathrooms and showers and air conditioning in the cabins. And I, I don't even think we, we, we had a lake. There was just a swimming pool. So um, it, it wasn't quite the full camp experience. And I guess I sort of sensed that because my last summer, I, after my last summer there, I came home and told my mom, you know, I wanted to go to a real camp with hiking and wilderness and stuff like that. 
So she started asking around. Um, and, and meanwhile, uh, there, there were uh, a couple campers from Houston who had just started going to Nebagaman a year or two before that. And they got to camp through Larry Held, who I know you guys know. Um, Larry, he was living in Houston for a time. I, I, I'm not sure if he's from Texas or if he was just living there. But he, he was down in Houston and had started doing a lot of recruiting to get uh, some Houston kids to come to camp. So there was at least five or six families that I knew of. And, you know, th these were kids that like I had gone to JCC kindergarten with, but kind of lost touch with, but they were family friends. My mom knew their parents. And so <clears throat> we all got together and they started telling me about camp and it was kind of a no brainer. I was choosing between the Bagman and North Star, but since I knew those kids and they had such great things to say about the Bagman, I decided to go. So I, uh, my first summer was in 1986 after sixth grade. And then I was a, a camper for four years through ninth grade. And then I came back for uh, one year as a junior counselor. So actually my year was the first year that 10th graders couldn't be junior counselors. So I had applied to be a counselor after 10th grade and I had gotten hired. But then at the last minute, they decided to no longer have 10th graders. So then I came back after my junior year. And uh, I was only a counselor for one year. It's probably one of my bigger regrets in life, not, not coming back for three or four more summers. So five summers total at camp. Nice. Uh, I, I remember my, my first year at camp. It was my first Grand Pursuit. And like the pushes lead each team. And my team is like the Axman Village and Larry Held was the, the Axman push at the time. And um, I had to like apply for what events I wanted to do. And I told him my name. He was like, wait, is your, is your dad Jeff Eberhardt? And so like, that's how I found out that he recruited you. Yeah. And, and I remember I came up and picked you up that summer and Larry was there. We talked to him oh, yeah. for a sec. So yeah. I yeah. So Larry is the reason I'm at camp and the reason Adam's at came to camp and uh this podcast would not exist without Larry. <laughs> this true. podcast would have never happened if it wasn't for you um when did you know you were you wanted to send adam to nebagaman um it's a good question my my first summer i i literally remember sitting in the rec hall one day looking up at all the plaques of the the legacy campers and, and this was probably a few days into camp because you know how it is when you show up at camp, you yeah. start having a great time right away. And after mm -hmm. like three days, you feel like you've been there your whole life. So I, I remember looking up at the plaques and saying, yeah, my, my son's going to go here and, and uh, his name or my name will be up here. So I, I kind of knew right away that this is the place for us. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's Thanks. very awesome. Yeah. And I, yeah, I remember like, I always liked to him cause I'm a first generation camper, but I always like to look at it and see like, all the people I know who's up on those plaques. And I remember I'm always able to like find Adam and like everyone else in our cabin who are generational campers. So yeah. I, that's pretty cool. It's really cool. When I was a camper, there was a lot, there was quite a few second generation campers. Um, and, and one of my friends was actually a third generation camper at the time. So um, it, it was always a big part in the bagman, but not, not like it is now. I mean, now just with another generation, it's, it's so great to like every time Adam is, telling me stories from camp. He'll tell me about some kid. And I'm like, oh, I think I knew his dad. And, and it's almost always the case that, that there's some connection to when I was at camp. So I think that's really great. 
Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Especially like our cabin. I feel like everyone in our cabin, like all of our dads, kind of knew each other somehow. They did. Shout out to uh, Jim Gerstein and John Starr. Yep. John Starr led his quest. Yeah. Did you know that? I did yeah. not know. I think we. I think we talked about that on the first episode. I we, we definitely did. Yeah. We definitely did. And speaking of our first episode, you know, we talked. We did bring up the fact that um, and. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Adam Kaplan was your counselor, right? Yeah. So Adam uh, was my senior counselor in 1988. Um, I was in LJ3. So Adam was, I think, he was probably something like like 21 years old. He was probably a junior, senior in college. So he had been, you know, my my first year there, he was already a senior counselor and kind of a well-known guy. And we always liked him. He was, he was kind of head of the waterfront and Believe it or not, you know, Adam was a real cool guy. He had, a, he had this great really? hair, beautiful hair, very tan. He was extremely tan. He would always wear tank tops. And he was, he was, he was hilarious. Um, and he was a very popular counselor. So we were, we were psyched to, to have him as our counselor. And he, he was a great counselor. So I do remember, the one thing I remember about him is every morning he would wake up and play this song by R.E.M. called Superman. And the chorus is, says something like, I am Superman, and I can do anything. And he would jam it and say, this is my theme song. This is about me. <laughs> and uh, we had a good summer that year. What was that like having, I mean, like, what was your reaction to, like, finding out he was going to be the director of the Vagaman? Um, I was really happy. I, you know, so I, I obviously knew that. Uh, I think, you know, well before you guys were campers, mm-hmm. um, you know, I found out about it right away. And it was, I was so happy to hear that because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't think of anyone else that, you know, that n- understood what camp was about as well as he did. And, um, you know, so as soon as I found out that that he was the director, I knew camp was was going to be in good hands and be around forever. And and it, it just made perfect sense. And it really, it really is important to have someone like Adam and Stephanie who, who understand what camp is all about. And I think you guys did a good job with, with Steph, like talking to her about it. Like it, it, it's hard to explain camp without having experienced it. And so to have someone like Adam who, who was you know, so entrenched in camp and such a big part of camp for so many years at the helm is, is awesome. Yeah, definitely. And um, so you were in that, so you went to camp in the 80s, right? In the 90s? Yeah, I was a camper from 86 to 89, a counselor in 91. So you were in that era, were you in that era when the directors of camp were kind of transitioning? Yeah, so Nardi and Sally were still the camp directors my first um, two or three years. And if I remember correctly, there was a summer where they're both Nardi and Sally and Roger and Judy were co-directors. And I can't remember if that was 88 or 89, but it was one of my last years at camp where they, they all four were there. And we had all known, um, so Roger was the head of Canuck, um for a long time and Judy was the quartermaster. So that's the person on the trip staff who packs for all the trips. Mm-hmm. So they, they had both been at camp um, and, and everyone knew them. And so there was the one transitional year and then I, um, when I came back for, to be a counselor in 91, you know, Roger and Judy hired me to be a counselor and um, were my first bosses. And, 
Um, they were great. I, I, I they were, it, it must've been very tough for them to kind of take over for Nardi and Sally who had been directors for so long, but it was really a seamless transition and everything that was great about camp remained. Um, and they, you know, I think they really um, started to do some of the things to modernize camp that, that Adam and staff continued. Um, but I definitely want to give a big shout out to Roger and Judy. They were, I, I remember being a 17 year old counselor and let's face it, I was still a kid, um, only a year older than you guys. And here I am getting paid to watch kids and Judy in particular really helped the, the uh, you know, us young counselors kind of make that transition. And um, I, I really think the world of them and it, 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 they were great to work for. Yeah, this is the first time Roger and Judy have been brought up on the show. Shout out to Roger and Judy. Yeah. Yeah. There was a funny theory. I think it was this year that Roger and Judy like never existed or something. Do you remember that? It was, it was, was like a camp. I've like never heard of that, Adam. It wasn't like, it was just kind of like a joke. Adam, I've never heard of that. Really? I've never heard of that, Adam. I remember that. <laughs> well, that sounds made up. Well, I know, they had, so they <laughs> really? had sons, Chet and Billy. And I, I know, I know Bill here, he's a lawyer in Chicago and we actually work together at, at the law firm. So um, he, I think he, he is married with kids and I don't know if he has sons or daughters, but it, it, it you know, his kids might be, if he has a son, they, they might be coming to Camp Age soon. And I don't know if Chad has any kids, but I, you know, certainly if they have boys, I, I would expect them to mm-hmm. show up at camp pretty soon. Yeah. And you've seen how like uh, uh, Nardi and Sally run camp. You've seen how Adam Kaplan's run camp. You're there for like a year with Roger and Judy, but so what sets Roger and Judy apart from the other directors? Um, so, uh, the one constant is that, um, Roger's a horrible singer, just like Nardi was and just like Adam Kaplan is. So, um, but I, 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 you know, my relationship with them again was as an older camper and a counselor. And so from my perspective, like what set them apart is is really, um, I, I, I think that's when they started, you know, thinking about ways to bring, you know, camp into into modern times um so things like powwow day i'm pretty sure it was it could have been kaplan but i'm pretty sure it was roger that said eh, why don't we not have powwow day and let's call it paul bunyan day things like that kind of um y- you know i i know judy was the, the infamous scandinavian breakfast that was her brainchild mm-hmm. so they they were they did a really good job of keeping the traditions that have been around forever but starting to make just subtle changes to, to modernize camp. That's kind of how I, and then Adam and Stephanie really took that, took the reins on that and, and, and took it to the next level. So, you know, it, it was an important time where, you know, after you have like the founders, you know, Sally's essentially the, the, the camp founders, her family, you know, once you get the camp out of a family, it's a, it's a tough time. I mean, things could go wrong and a lot of camps don't make it. So Roger and Judy really, kept kept camp strong and and i i know that people my age like love them and loved working for them and and um you know they were just great people so camp was in good good hands with them yeah i'm sure um so to you what was like your favorite part of camp that like stood out to you that made it so special um definitely 
tripping. Um, that that was uh, that. Those are the memories that you know, 30 years later, or whatever, stick in my mind. So, I I wasn't um, a great tripper to start with, and I've told Adam the story, but I'll I'll tell it now for the for you and the listeners. So I, I, my first trip as a sixth grader was to the Boundary Waters. It was a six-day trip. And I, I don't think they send sixth graders yeah, to the Boundary do. Waters anymore, or do they? Yeah, they I do. I think they do. Yeah, they, they do. do. Okay. So I, you know, that was my first time camping, like, in any real way. And um, I was probably not ready for it. Uh, I, I was very immature. And so I was with my, uh, my three other friends from Houston, who I came to camp with, John Sussman and... Andrew Ashman and Jonathan Bach, who Adam knows. Um, yeah. Andrew and John in particular, they were my roommates in Chicago when I moved here as an adult. So we're still very good friends. So us four went to the Boundary Waters with, with a few other kids and, and uh, we were horrible. We didn't want to work hard. We were extremely immature. We didn't understand the concept of like pitching in and everyone doing a little work. And, um, you know, so we were a nightmare to have on trail, I'm sure for everyone. And um, one night in particular, we were in the tent and someone went to the bathroom in the, in the middle of the night and came back and forgot to zip up the tent. So around four in the morning, like we were covered in mosquitoes. I mean, it was brutal. There was mosquitoes everywhere and we were trying to shoo them away and like hitting the tent and our tent collapsed. And then we had to like, like go outside and try to put it back up. And then, you know, we got a little loopy as 12 year olds will do and started like yelling and laughing and making tons of noise. So our, uh, our, our trip staff was a guy named Chris Willett, who will be very familiar to, to people of my vintage from camp. He was like the prototypical trip staff guy, real tall, you know, skinny guy with the long beard and long hair and, you know, the cutoff shorts and the tie dye and, he was, you know, he was a, like a chill hippie guy, um, just a, exactly the kind of guy you want to take you out on trail. Um, and so he was yelling at us to be quiet. And then we had the great idea of uh, we decided to start throwing rocks at his tent. So, <laughs> so we were like throwing rocks at the counselor's tent. And, you know, like I'm thinking of what I would have done in that situation. I'm surprised he didn't like bring us home immediately. Um, so instead he comes out and instead of getting mad at us and, and yelling at us and sending us home, he decided to do something that like honestly changed my life. He was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to actually show these kids what's great about being on trail. So he was a quiet guy, real chill guy. So he, instead of yelling at us, he just calmly said, Hey guys, you're doing it wrong. This is not what you're, how you're supposed to act on trail. So why don't you go get the canoes and we're going to go for a little paddle. And again, it was like four or five in the morning. Was, everyone else was still asleep. It was still kind of dark. So we, we get in the paddle, um, we get in the canoe, we start paddling and the sun comes up and we're paddling close to the shore and we see a moose. So anyone who's been on trail and seen a moose knows how special that is. So, you know, we got this amazing experience by, you know, <laughs> instead of being punished, we got rewarded and got to see a moose uh, on trail. And then he brought us over to this little like secluded island in the middle, you know, near our campsite. And, you know, we, we pull the canoes in and it's covered in wild blueberries. So he says, okay, we're going to pick some blueberries. So for like an hour, we picked like, you know, these amazing fresh wild blueberries. We're eating them. You know, we bring back like thousands of them. 
and we paddle back and he goes, okay, go get some firewood, build a fire and make, make breakfast for everyone. So we did, and we made blueberry pancakes for everyone. And he kind of explained to us, see guys, this is what it's about. Like I, I come here to the boundary waters to escape, you know, my life and the, in the, you know, in the world and get some peace and quiet and to be out in nature. And if you guys are yelling and throwing rocks at my tent and being idiots, it kind of ruins the experience. And, you know, this is a special place to be. So I hope now you realize like what a special place it is to come to the boundary waters. And so it was just so cool of them to, to like turn a negative into a positive like that and get us to understand, you know, what was so great about tripping. And that stuck with me. And, you know, my ninth grade summer, I think I was at camp you know, out of the eight weeks, I was at camp at most like two weeks. I was on trail the whole time. And, uh, and then I led a trip to the Boundary Waters when I was a counselor. So big thanks to Chris Willard. He, he, there's no doubt he would not remember me or that story. I was just some little insignificant kid. But he, you know, by doing that, he really, he really helped show me the light. It's a cool story. And that, that awesome really story. is kind of what camp is all about, you know, just like, Right. Like, yeah, like he didn't, you know, he, it was important to him to actually teach us. Like he could have just been like, you guys are nightmares. Like I can't wait to get home. But instead of that, he went out of his way to like, like impart to us, you know, the whole experience of, of being up there. And that, and that's Adam's right. Like that is what being a camp is about. Like, like if you could take your experiences and all the great things that you've learned at camp and help another kid see any of that then you've uh -huh. really you've really done a great thing yeah definitely how do the pancakes turn out oh i i, I remember them being great but i also <laughs> just remember i mean i i'm sure they weren't that good but i do remember like picking the wild blueberries i mean they were just i don't know if you guys have seen those if they still have those wild blueberries up in beat on aisle on aisle there was a lot of okay yeah i mean they taste so good and yeah. we were you know we were so psyched to be able to do that. So, so beauty of nature. I'll say that the pancakes were amazing because why not? It makes for yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, so at camp, you know, you're on trail. You're um, you were saying how that's your favorite part of camp and the experiences you get. And then to you, then what about camp? Then like, what traditions and stuff do you really appreciate about camp? And have there been traditions that have stayed the same or changed while you were at camp and to now from what you've heard? Yeah, I mean, the, when I think of being at camp, the first thing that pops in my head is sitting in the rec hall, yelling and screaming and singing and making noise. And um, that I think Kaplan calls that like the lifeblood of camp or something, the heartbeat of camp. And, and he's right. I mean, that the rec hall is like just a museum to Camp Nevagaman. It's like the coolest place in the world. So when I think of camp, I think of sitting in there. And I guess two summers ago now, when when my my wife and mom and I came and visited you guys and we were sitting out on the LJ porch and um you know having dinner with you guys, <clears throat> like it was exactly the same. And like my mom, you know, I've been telling my mom and my wife about camp forever and they've heard it from Adam too. And you can't really explain it, but when we were sitting in the rec hall like and you know it was just mayhem and and chaos in the best way like that was what camp was all about and and that's exactly the same as i remembered it i mean 
just like laughing the whole time and having so much fun. And, and so that, that's definitely kind of my, when I think of camp, I, I think of that. Um, you know, I think they've done a good job, like activity wise, they've added a bunch of things that I just think make camp so much better. Like the climbing wall is cool, water skiing, and like the, all those mountain bike trails, like I was blown away by like how many trails they built. And so all that's new. And I, I think, uh, I think that's, that's awesome. It definitely, definitely uh, adds an element that, that we didn't have. But, you know, the good thing about camp is in many ways it stays the same. I mean, the cabins are exactly the same. They, you know, mm -hmm. um, you can find your name still, you know, in all your plaques, herbs, um, you know, the, the things that are, you know, the, the egg water and the water fountains, like everything I think of and love <laughs> is still there. Um, about the, the new activities. I, yeah, I, I agree. Those, that's, those are some great parts of camp. And I think Nelson, this wasn't on the podcast, but I think it was like an all LJ zoom where cat, which Kaplan was in. And I think he said that each and every project, like, teaches you something and gives you a skill yeah it's i that might have been i don't know if that was on the podcast but yeah you talk yeah, like each one of them is a skill and you get like ranks and stuff yeah yeah and i think that's that's a really cool philosophy like you can like be become a better person you know while also no not. yeah i i remember i think it was because we were it was on that zoom with like all the lj's because they were asking us about any like cool project ideas we had and someone like met, I don't remember what someone oh, yeah. said but they're like oh you know that w would be a cool idea but you know we like to have all of our projects be like a skill that you can develop and stuff like that yeah. but um yeah I, I I I think it's really cool too because like you can work towards it mm -hmm. yeah, yeah no I mean it's definitely cool to be able to achieve ranks and stuff without being super competitive um like I definitely remember you know, getting some ranks in tennis and canoeing that I was pretty psyched about. Do you have any, like, specific stories that you remember from camp that, like, just kind of stick out to you besides the one you've already told us? <clears throat> I mean, I have I have a million stories. Yeah, I have tons of memories. I mean, I have, I think I have more vivid memories um, from camp than I do from, like, school, <laughs> um, which I don't know if you guys can appreciate that uh, at your age. But yeah, when I look back at my childhood, I mean, camp is such a huge part of it. I mean, th there's a lot of stories. I don't wanna, I don't know that I can single out yeah. one or two, um, although I could. I mean, I remember, you know, I remember specific council fires, you know, there's a couple mm -hmm. that I remember very well. Um, you know, I, I, what I most remember is just like laughing and having such a good time with my friends. And like, it's like not, you know it's like hard to believe you can have that much fun <laughs> like even just doing like your day-to-day -day things like going to play basketball and then coming back to your cabin like that's fun because you're with all your friends and you're laughing and something hilarious happens and and uh you know so I, I, I have tons of memories but there's not and I do have some stories that uh, I probably won't tell on the pod because I, yeah. I was not so I was not a model camper I, I was um some of the some of the kids and Kaplan will remember this. So the crew of Houston kids that I was talking about uh, that I went to camp with, we were not we were not known as like 
the best campers. We um, we did a lot of GMA. Um, we you know we there, there was a there was a little troublemaking that we would engage in. Nothing serious, but just kind of um, you know there was one year where we stole our friends. Uh, he, he got a package of a bunch of cookies from his mom or grandma that he wasn't supposed to have, and we we snuck in we we skipped second period snuck in stole the package and ate all his cookies Got him <laughs> so like we were kids like that we you know we weren't great and um i i i think like camp you know camp tried to like keep us apart and put us in separate cabins and we insisted on being together and then all those guys um stopped coming after eighth grade so they didn't come back for our ninth grade summer and I decided to come back without them. And when I did, like everyone came up to me, I'm sure Kaplan did and said, I'm so glad you came back without those guys. Like you're gonna have a great summer. And that's really cool that, you know, even though they didn't come, you did. And, and so, um, you know, doing that and kind of make, you know, meeting new people and kind of taking advantage of all camp had to offer without, without uh, some of my friends who kept getting me into trouble. Um, was it was a big deal for me and kind of a big step in my maturity and growing up. Yeah, your your ninth grade summer weren't you only supposed to go first four and then you called your mom and like yeah so I I had always gone first four weeks because um, you know Texas it's it's like hundred degrees by June already so you know you're ready to get out of town as soon as school ends so I I was always a first four weeker and then. You know, I, I came back to camp without, you know, those other guys and I was just going to come four weeks and yeah, like the, I wanted to go. I mean, I, I was like, I have to go to Quetico. Like, there's mm -hmm. no way I can not do that. So I called my mom was like, send in, send in more money. I'm staying. There's no way I'm coming home. <laughs> to her credit, she said yes. And, and uh, I, I don't know why I didn't go eight, eight weeks all my whole time there. It never really occurred to me, but it was great to be there for eight weeks. So yeah, but what I mean that is one one thing that was very different about my camp experience versus you guys is you guys have like you guys have all been in the same cabin the whole time together, mm -hmm. and you guys like have this core group of five or six or seven or eight you know kids, and it's growing now to to more kids. But you guys have this like core group that stayed together the whole time, and that did happen when I was there. But I I was never in like. I was in a couple different cabin groups so that, you know, like one year I'd be with some kids and next year, like half those kids would be with me, but we'd have, you know, half the cabin would be new. And so I never had like one core group, um, which was fine. Cause I got to meet like so many different kids and, and then, you know, make a lot of, a lot of different friends, but that was, that was different to what you guys have. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. yeah. It's cool being with the same guys every year. Cause it, it's not like, you're limited to those people. No. I don't. I don't know if it's just our village, but me and Nelson's age group is like, they're we're all really close. No, yeah. And I think that happened our Axman year. Oh, Shout yeah. out to our push Andy Rolf. Uh, he really brought the village together, and I think the Axman village. One of the cool things about it, it's only one for our year. It was only one grade, and so like it really brought the village together and we just had so many fun things that we all just did as a village together because we were such a small group. So we can do so many cool things together as a village. Well, the thing about the Axman village, like geographical, 
the suburbs of Navagamon. <laughs> it's like it's so like secluded and like yeah. everything is really close together, which is really like everything. The pushek is like right in the middle of everything. Yeah, and, and it is just awesome because we were all we would all just like hang outside around the uh, the fire pit. Rindy ball, and we would play rindy ball, and it was it was awesome. That was a really yeah. fun year. That was a really yeah, fun year. Is great. I, that's the good thing about camp too. It's like it gets better every year. Mm-hmm. Like when you're a swamper and lover, it's fun, and you're you love it. And then yeah, I think Axman year is great. I think being an LJ is, is great, and obviously mm-hmm. you guys will have the experience of being the oldest kids next year. So it, it keeps getting better and better, and being the counselor is awesome. Yeah, and it's, I think one of the more reasons, time you spend there, the better. Almost. Yeah, and one of the reasons why I think that is is as you go through camp, you learn how to appreciate it more. Absolutely, you understand it more. Right. Yeah, like the first year, like so, you know, you don't know all the songs and mm-hmm. some of the traditions are new to you. So, yeah, for sure, it keeps getting better. And do you remember? Do you remember your? So they, did they have ninth grade? I remember we talked about this on the first episode. Do they have ninth grade council fires when you were a? Yeah, I, my memory on that is not great. I, I don't think there was one big ninth grade council fire. Like they do not. I do know that they let, there, there were a couple of times where some ninth graders there throughout the summer. Um, and I know, I know some of my friends, um, first four weeks, like they really wanted to do a council fire. And so they did one. But it, but it was first four weeks and it wasn't like, I don't think they did. Like, what do you guys have now? Like all the ninth graders do one, like the last. They do one fire. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did not do that. Um, I, I certainly don't remember it. So I, I don't think we did. Yeah. I think you would probably remember it. <laughs> I would think so too, but that was, that was 1989 guys. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It was a very long time ago. So that's what's cool about camp. I do remember a lot. I, I remember my push that year, my counselor. So I, I do remember a lot, but I don't. I don't mm-hmm. remember the council fire. Yeah. So, what have, do you think? Do you think Adam has gained what you thought he was going to gain from camp? He's gained more than I thought he, he would. I mean, I knew he'd love it because. Um, who wouldn't first off and also you know, I, I, I know my own kid a little and I knew he'd love it but I, I think he's gotten the best I mean like look at look at what you guys are doing you guys yeah. are doing this awesome podcast that has thousands of listeners across the the, the world it's right I wish I'm, I'm pumping you guys up <laughs> <laughs> but, but this, this podcast you guys um have put together is like a big part of camp now like I know Kaplan uh, you know, loves that you guys are doing this. And I know there's tons of people. I mean, look, there's people you guys have never heard of that don't know me, don't know you who are reaching out to you to be in the pod. So you guys have, you guys have really um, kind of grasped what camp was all about. And, and I, I think, um, you know, like getting, getting to know your friend group a little, I mean, like Nelson, obviously like, you know, you're one of Adam's best friends in the world and, I have no doubt that'll stay true for the rest of your lives if you want. Um, and that's really cool. I mean, that's, that's when camp really hits the next level when you can say my best friends in the world are from camp and we've had all these experiences together 
and no matter where we each are in our lives, <clears throat> you know, we could come back to that and and have these great friendships. So, yeah, I mean, he's his camp experience has exceeded my already very high expectations. Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this last episode too. How you only spend like two months of the year at camp? Yeah, but it with you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying about like my memories. Like when I think of my childhood, like camp yeah. is like 50% of my childhood memories, even though in total I was I was there less yeah. than like a year, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're there for like a total of like a year's worth of camp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, like I said, I mean, when I, if you just said, okay, childhood memories go, half of the memories that popped into yeah. my head would be from camp at least. That's true. Well, and you, you said this like before, how like literally like everything you do is fun. Yeah. Like, just kind of going, just walking places is fun. Like, literally anything yeah. you do. Walking be... to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just, oh, like, oh, wa yeah. Or walking home from lunch. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Every, that's, it's, it's a special place. And... Mm -hmm. You kind of fall into the routine of camp. Like, you're like, okay, you know, walking back to the cat. But, like, you know, you it feels like normal life eventually. Yeah, exactly. But it happened so soon, which is always surprising to me. Like, you know, I was get, like getting you know, back into it. I always get into the rhythm like right yeah. away. Right. Yeah. When you're like the first few days, it's like a lifetime. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even remember being home now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's so weird, but awesome. Well, I, I will. Like this you is. Guys will will uh, get your 10th grade summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is something that a lot of people, like, I, whenever someone asks me, like, Oh, like uh, they're like, oh, you go to camp, and I'm like, yeah, for two months. And like, don't you miss your parents? And I'm like, no offense to my parents, but I'm like, no, like yeah. I'm just at camp having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think camp provides like there's adults there for those yeah. who need them, like not just Adam and Stephanie, but I know they talk about hiring like actual adults to be the pushes for a reason <laughs> and and it's true like there's adults for those who need them there's there's kids there's counselors who are just a few years older than you guys and then there's you know college age counselors and people in their early 20s so mm -hmm. it, it is a family I mean you you have kind of everything you need and all your friends and and you know look to, to be able to have like the what I remember like loving about camp too is like the freedom you had to kind of do to choose what kind of summer you want to have. Like I loved, I think my, one of my favorite parts of camp is like after breakfast, going out and looking at the project board and planning out your day. I mean, that's, that was so much fun. Like, okay, I'm going to tennis first period, you know, mocha, whatever. And like, just to have that freedom, not many camps do that. Um, so that's, that's a huge plus for the Bagman for sure. Yeah. Favorite project? Do you have a favorite project? Yeah, so my, I was, um, tennis I went to tennis every single time I could and I wasn't a great tennis player but I played on my high school team and you know I was good enough to like you know go and try to get some ranks and have fun so tennis was big I, I was into canoeing because I went on so many trips that you know yeah I spent some time there and then one of my favorite combos was the the rowing GMA um combo <laughs> that I, told, I told Adam this before his first summer and he's never done it i will never gma ever he, right gma is is, is uh, no one should gma because why would you we have so many great things yeah. to do camp. but what we would do is we did this a lot so like in third period we'd go to rowing 
couple of us, and we'd take out a rowboat. And then, you know, we'd row out, row out to the middle of the lake. So we must have been older because they would just let us go out. So we'd row out to the middle of the lake and swim and sit in the rowboat and get some sun and just kind of chill. And then we'd come back, like, just, like, we came, we'd be out for like an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes. So we'd, we'd be out all third period and then it would be fourth period and it was already halfway into fourth period. And so, you know, we couldn't go to another project. So we'd bring the boat back and go play ping pong or, you know, cribbage or something for fourth period. And, you know, we, we seem to be able to get away with that. But again, I wouldn't recommend it. Like there's too much fun things to do at camp, but we, that was a big, that was a big thing. And I did, I did tell Adam about that and he, yeah. he was horrified that I would do that. So he's, he's a good kid. Shocked. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, just do like double rowing. Yeah, yeah play some cards. I didn't quite need two hours of rowing. I was ready to go in better. <laughs> I w- yeah, I will say. By the way, I when did- I did that, Kaplan was the head of the waterfront. So <laughs> he knew. <laughs> and he was my counselor, so. I will say. I hadn't really gone to rowing until last summer and like realizing how like chill of a project it was. Like how yeah. fun it was. No, rowing, because I like, I like canoeing and like, I actually like paddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. But like rowing, you, the, the difference is you can get like four or five kids in a boat and all be together in the same boat. Exactly. Um, instead of having like, you know, two to a canoe. So I, I liked, I mean, we, we went rowing a lot. Um, Mocha was big, athletics. Um, you know, we'd always do some arts and crafts, make some bracelets occasionally. Um, Underrated project, for sure. Oh, yeah. Underrated. Canuck, I mean, you, you always end up going to Canuck if you're going out and trail just to, to get all your ranks. Um, chop the wood. Chop the yeah, wood. You yeah, you got to chop some wood. Um, you know, I did almost all the projects. I, I um, you know, I never got too into the range stuff. I was never great at it, but I like I would always go to archery several times mm-hmm. throughout the summer. Just, and back in my day, we had riflery and air riflery. So riflery were were actual guns, twenty twos, and um, that was fun. That that felt like you were doing something real. <laughs> like, and there was there was a great uh, riflery instructor who was a local guy named Dale Madison. So his son was a camper my age, and so. Oh. You know, going to like see his dad was kind of fun, and um, that 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 was you know I had mm-hmm. some memories doing that. Yeah, so you know the projects haven't changed much. They just you guys have added some. Um, you know, sailing. I never kind of I never got into sailing because I can never get past doing the knots. Doing all <laughs> the knots you had to learn. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, thank you for coming on. It was really thank fun you. talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. The last. Well, thanks for having me, and keep up the good work. You guys are. You. Uh, it's it's great to be able to talk about camp and listen to other people talk about camp. Like you. Keep it up.